This 2023 Texas Tech Red Raider Guns Up edition of the Big 12 College Experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon Scores and Perks Contest and Contests, including our NFL Win Totals Contest at a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. to the Big 12 College Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We are rolling along with our Big 12 previews, and next up on deck is a team that's got high hopes this year, expectations as high as ever in the great West Texas. That means we are talking Texas Tech Red Raiders, Mm -hmm. year two of the Joey McGuire era. And if you're wondering who you're listening to, I am Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. And join each and every episode on the Big 12 College Experience is uh, the guy that's got the, he's got the Texas Tech Red Raiders logo right behind him on his TV on YouTube.com slash College Experience. He was born in Provo, Utah. He's got family in Ames, Iowa, and he lives in Morgantown, West Virginia. He's a walking contradiction, Hal. He is rambling Rush. What is up, Rush? Dude. Texas Tech, keep doing what you're doing. Never get rid of the Guns Up logo and the age of cancellation. Don't raise a second hand. Hell, get somehow get a third hand in there and just it, it, it's I could do this all day. This is great, Ryan. I think we talk about it that if we weren't so devoted to to West Virginia, and I guess I was raised a BYU fan, but like put that to the side. If you had to pick a team from the Big Twelve, it, it would be Texas Tech. I mean, you love Lubbock. I mean, hey, shout out to the mm-hmm. the gambling gotchos that we uh do some stuff collaborations with sometimes with the Ryan and Rush show. But hey, we're looking forward to this preview. Yes, indeed we are, and yes, we will have the Gambling Gauchos, friends of ours, on this very Big 12 College Experience program throughout the Big 12 year. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun in Lubbock this year, but if you're wondering who the third man in the box is, he is a, uh, he's got a family civil war always going along in the Big 12 family in uh, Texas, Oklahoma. He's got his seed spread all the way in Orlando, Cincinnati. He is a Big 12 guru, Troy Tuning. What is up, man? I uh, will be taking applications for any guns up ladies, too. I, uh... <laughs> oh, God, you should be out there, man. They got some, yeah. <laughs> some nice lookers, huh? Yeah, the, uh, the cool part about the Texas Tech schedule is they just jump right into it. So, I mean, Jeez. this is no, I mean, hopefully that's the reason why they've got the hype train rolling so hard in Lubbock is because they know that, you know, week one rolls around and you better be mm-hmm. at least playing B plus football already, or there's going to be issues. And um, yeah, I mean, there's a pretty good amount of storylines right off the bat for Texas Tech. I'm excited to talk about from the transfers to uh, their quarterback getting uh, his own revenge game. So, Oh, yeah, no doubt. And, and if you're wondering why, you're like, Texas Tech's got expectations. If you're just waking up looking for college football previews, 
stumbled across this show. Texas Tech has high expectations because it's a year two era of the Joey McGuire era. And he was eight and five last year, eight and five against the spread. He is a Texas guy through and thin, whether it was the high school ranks in Texas, uh, his days at Baylor with Dave Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, they finished really hot down the stretch, won their last five games, uh, absolutely annihilated Ole Miss in the bowl game. Uh, Rush, I mean, how about, how about that first year, the Joey McGuire era? I mean, it exceeded all expectations. I can't remember expectations ever being this high since Mike Leach left. It, it's it's you would have thought they were TCU last year. Yeah. Like it's 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 kind of ridiculous in the sense where I mean, hey, good for Texas Tech to to be in a position to have these expectations. But I mean, they didn't help themselves with their non-con schedule, which actually Ooh. respected Texas Tech for that. I, I like how you go out and schedule tough non-con games and are willing to go play at Laramie. We'll get to that schedule in a bit, but. Hey, at least when you, I know we'll, we'll, we'll talk at the schedule, you know, at the end of the episode, but that Friday, November 24th game at Texas, it's already 7:30 ABC. Part of me feels like they're, they're scheduling that the winner is going to the big 12 game. That, that kind of is the feeling I get from that scheduling there. So, Hey, you, the funny thing about, we, we joke about college football expectations all the time that there shouldn't be an AP top 25 poll, like let them play or, Things like that, but I, I, it, it's it's. I don't like to use this word a lot, but it, it's interesting, man. It's I get it, but I don't. Yeah, no doubt. Go ahead, so, Troy. So they actually won their last four games. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. But, um, yes, no, 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 no. I was gonna say, and they they probably. I mean, they only lost by ten points at Fort Worth and didn't have Tyler Shuck playing. They only had they only got 79 passing yards from Morton in that game. They probably could have beaten TCU even there on that last. I mean, that's an impressive run to go to Ames and win that close game and like a grinder out. And then the very next week, play Oklahoma at home and just outscore them and beat them in overtime. That's pretty cool to you start believing in your coach and oh man, we can play multiple different identities. You know, this guy can prepare us week to week. We should probably be listening to him. I mean, I understand why there's so much hype. Uh, it, it makes sense. Joey's he knows what he's doing, and it kind of looked like, you know, the the wheels might have been spinning a little bit last year, and they kind of got some traction there at the end. You might as well just roll right in. So things could be very interesting. I mean, that the fact that that game is already on national TV, there listed at the end of the season, Black Friday. It, it does. It, I mean, it, it it makes you think for sure. Yeah, that that's what that tells me. Yeah, no, and I mean, that, that's going to be an extra personal game for everybody watching this show, too, because we know in West Texas how much they hate the Longhorns, and nothing would be sweeter than sending those sorry-ass Longhorns to the SEC with the loss and their final trip to Austin. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. That is a narrative looking at. Uh, you mentioned it, Troy. I mean, they, they had three different starting quarterbacks last year, still won uh, eight games. I mean, they just got better and better. And I think they're looking to carry that momentum into year number two. But before we look ahead to 2023, we got to talk about game time because it's football season. And you're probably looking, hey, I want to get over to Jones AT&T Stadium. No, not Jerry World. We're talking <laughs> Jones AT&T in Lubbock. And, hey, you know, I mean, I, the inflation is tough nowadays. So you may not have the funds right away. So you, you're looking to uh, get some tickets last minute. So, 
that's what game time's great because you can get good tickets, good value, low prices, last minute, and still get good seats. Russ, you have a great experience with game time. Why don't you share your experiences of using this great app? Been, been a customer since its inception, since the beginning. But hey, what I use it for now, I actually used it for to get Shania Twain tickets for my fiance <laughs> for Christmas. Great. They, they, I guarantee they like her out in West Texas. Um, and then recently, oh, yeah. too, is when I go uh, to Nats games, go back home, visit Troy, Mr. Season Ticket Holder, and you know, want to hang out at Walters before the game. Shout out Walters. Great, great spot in DC right outside the stadium. And uh, just hang out there till I see the prices drop on game time. And hey, next thing I know, I get in the Nats stadium for five, 10 bucks. And yeah, it's 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 a great app. You very user-friendly, shows where you're gonna sit beforehand. I I'm 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 a, I'm sold on game time and will be continue to be a user. So when you announced that they were a sponsor, Ryan, I was fired up. So like yeah. game time a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's really the best place for last-minute ticket deals. I mean, like you said, if you forget to plan months in advance, Game Time has deals on the tickets right up to the day of the event, up to the minutes of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts like Shania Twain, like Rush said, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row, Game Time will credit you. 110% of the difference. How about that? And it, all you need to do is use the promo code CFBX because you can snag the tickets without stress with the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code once again, CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, back on the Big 12 experience, talking Red Raider football 2023. Those watching on youtube.com slash college conspiracies, the ticker on the bottom, Texas Tech, uh, they're over under win total set at a low seven and a half. But hey, 11 to one to win the Big 12 and 250 to one to win the national championship. What are your guys' thoughts on the? I'll give it to you, Russ, first the early Vegas odds and just the outlook of this team in 2023. So I think the last couple of previews we've done, it's it seems like we're around that seven and a half mark for over unders. We just did TCU a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, basically it's been the seven and a half week, right? But then you start seeing like odds to win the Big Twelve drop to now it's eleven to one. I think TCU's was around twenty to one that we yep. just did. And same with and, Baylor. And same with Baylor. And but so you see their odds drop, and then I brought up that game earlier. It's I, like I said, I err on the side of caution when it seems like the fans, the, the, the mainstream theme is Texas Tech is the dark horses this year. But when you start seeing it in the TV scheduling and the Vegas odds, then you start being like, maybe this is a thing. So mm -hmm. just right away, that seven and a half number seems a little high because this is probably one of the teams that has a, very low percentage chance of, of going through their non-con schedule with three wins. And I don't know. It just seems like if they slip up in that Wyoming game, it's, it's going to be toast on the seven and a half. And that's what, that's what really scares me. Just, just at the first glance. So I'm going to bitch again about the AP poll, by the way, um, let it rip. 
so TCU, we just did it on the TCU preview. Go check out that one. Your guys' rival, the Horn Frogs. I thought it was ridiculous that they were ranked 17th, coming off a national championship. So uh, this is basically you reward teams based off of what they did last year. How is Texas Tech that has 15-plus starters coming back, including their quarterback who played his ass off, year two of the Joey McGuire era, not in the top 25? How can they not be in the top 25 preseason? I don't get this at all. The Big 12 continues to be disrespected. Did they at least receive votes? They're the first team out. But okay. it's like they, they should be like they should be top 20, in my opinion. Well, based off of the outlook of what 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 this league is supposed to be, or sorry, what the college football landscape is supposed to be. I don't see how you get some of these bigger name teams that are on there, like UNC and Ole Miss and uh, Texas AM. Give me a break. Uh, I know Texas Tech fans will like hearing that, but uh yeah, no, I, I think year two, Joey McGuire era, uh, Chuck, he, he finished very strong down the stretch, and he's got a rivalry game in week number two. Rush, would you lean early to the over or under before we dive into the game-by-games uh, breakdown? Well, I guess Troy summed up why, too, the the plus 11-1 to one and then 7.5. Their non-con is – it's tough. It's a very tough non-conference, but good, like I said, good for Texas Tech. I'm I'm leaning towards the over here. I I do lean on the side of Texas Tech kind of being a dark horse. I guess we keep bringing that up, but if we keep bringing it up and it's starting to become mainstream, <laughs> yeah. maybe they are in a dark horse. Maybe they're just a horse. Um, Baylor is my dark horse, so maybe I'll have them playing Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship. Maybe I won't. So you'll have, you can have like a lighter brown horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice chestnut horse. Yeah. <laughs> um. What uh, what did you think of what they did in the portal? Because they really didn't have to do much. I mean, they bring back 16 starters. I mean, the guys that really stand out uh, screwed up the offensive line a little bit with Rusty Stats on the defensive side. A couple uh, defensive players with Steve Lennon and C.J. Bakersfield. Um, is there anybody that really stands out with this team coming back or in the transfer portal that you're looking at in 2023? So you brought up Rusty Stats. I uh, got the double A in the middle there. He's actually rejoining his offensive coordinator and offensive line coach that he had at Western Kentucky. And it's really kind of the piece that they missed. Um, they're basically returning their whole offense, which yeah. is which is fantastic. And if Shaw can stay healthy, I mean, that's a big, you know, that's a, it's the motto of the preseason for every football team at every position. If this person can stay healthy, I know. But this, this person does have an injury history. Um, we, we saw it last year. Maybe they went in a couple extra games last year if he, he was around. Uh, defense, of course, for them is going to be kind of the concern. They bring in um, edge rusher, edge rusher, excuse me, uh, Litton and uh, Tillman. Uh, Litton being from Q's may hopefully makes an impact right away for Texas Tech. They also, the safety from San Diego State, CJ uh, Baker's Phil, Bill, pardon me if I got that wrong. Um, should, should hopefully make an impact as well for them. Uh, I think the question is going to be, and a lot of questions we have towards this Big 12, uh, I guess all the teams in the Big 12, and I mean, it is the Big 12, is is what defense is going to step up. Um, and Texas Tech, for them to especially play the non-con that they're playing and play to be in that Big 12 championship game and maybe more, uh, that defense is going to have to step up a couple da- games. And there's going to be times where your offense – isn't able to handle it all. 
I think um, getting AJ McCarty from Baylor is really going to help shore up that back end, just an extra cornerback. And the, uh, the Ledette kid that comes from ULM, he, uh, he can probably cause a bit of issues there, kind of plug in those two gaps in the middle of the field. But uh, the most interesting one to me is Terrell Tillman, just because mm-hmm. he's coming from Oregon and, and him and, and Chug get a chance to play Oregon right there in the second week. That seems like one that might be worthy of like an anytime TD bet or something like that, just because mm-hmm. they're looking to prove something. And, you know, that would be it's I mean, that's going to be the biggest game for this team right off the bat, you know, one and two. Maybe maybe they can prove that they're really, you know, they should be in the national eyes a little bit more. I'm looking at that Stevie Lennon thing or uh, Phil, because they got to replace Tyree Wilson, who was the seventh pick in the draft. So that defense is really good, especially late last year under McGuire. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how that defense molds itself. You talked about the additions on the back end. We're going to go game by game of this very, very difficult schedule that leads it off in Laramie. But before we do that, we got to talk about the Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon because you need to sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. Besides season-long contests, they also have a weekly contest just for you patrons out there, plus a SGPN Stories podcast completely ad-free, full behind-the-scenes from 10 years of being DGENs, and hell, you can even get in the Discord channel at the Sports Gambling Podcast for you patrons out there. Um, it's a great place to interact with our community at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Um, do your part and become a patron today and prevent this corporate gambling by signing up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Reminder, that is the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we are back on the Big 12 College Experience. Talking Red Raider. Guns up, everybody watching on YouTube.com. Uh, well, let's get into the schedule, man, because we're, we're enough teasing how difficult it is because they're going to fucking Laramie. Week one, I mean, you don't see that. A Power five school going to the highest elevated uh, place to play in the country, and that's at Wyoming. The line set at 14. Rush, are you taking the points, and do you think they can get picked off here? I'm taking Wyoming to win this game. I, yeah. I think, I mean, what is it, 7,000 feet above sea level? Hey, at least you're prepping for BYU and you have to go out to Provo. Yeah. I'm a little bit – obviously, their non-conference schedule is hard. I, I'm a little bit – more into they have a tough schedule but i like kind of how it's spread out um as opposed to when we did the tcu how they had like everyone at the end they had to play and i do think that can work towards their advantage and i think actually as cliche as it may sound this this loss to wyoming may you know short-term pain but it may be that loss that kind of is just like gets them right and get and then they just take off from there type of thing but I think Wyoming's going to win this game. I th- I think if they lose this game at Wyoming, they have a significantly better chance of beating Oregon. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take Wyoming to win. I'm definitely taking the points with Wyoming, uh, especially at 14. But um, I, I still think Texas Tech might get this one done. Uh, but it's, it's going to be a scraper. 
I'm leaning on Troy's side because Wyoming loses a lot in the portal, so I think they're going to be better late than early. But definitely on the points, I get the Red Raiders getting out of there alive barely by one possession, and that sets up the game. Hey, this is the game. Next Saturday, Oregon Ducks coming to West Texas. Oh, boy, here we go. That place is going to be on fucking fire. Uh, Fox game of the week. Rush, bounce back here for uh, the Red Raiders. Yeah, from my end, I, I I think exactly. You said the home team in Lubbock. Yeah, this is just that ultimate bounce back from the Wyoming game. Or even if it is a scare like you guys, for some reason that Wyoming game has 34-31 all over my head. Maybe it is Texas Tech in that case. Um, I don't know where you guys are going yet, but something does kind of tell me they after Wyoming and Oregon, they'll be one and one. Yeah, I totally agree with that. If they if they lose the Wyoming game, I think they might have a chance to beat Oregon. Um, but I still don't. I don't think I can go with Shuck over Bo Nix. I I mean, I don't like Bo Nix, and I know he stinks, but he's a stat compiler. If they try to get into a score off, then you know that kind of plays a little bit into Oregon's hands there. Uh, I just think. From last year, Shuck throws a little too many uh, interceptions. I know he only played in seven games, but in those seven games, I think he had four or five picks. That's it's just too many. You gotta you gotta cut down on those a little bit. I guess we'll see in the Wyoming game. I mean, if they go if they go up to Laramie and beat Wyoming's ass, then I don't know. Maybe maybe it's completely different of what we're expecting. But I kind of I kind of see this Texas Tech team doing the same thing they did last year, Uh, a couple of early stumbles and then maybe finishing hot and winning a couple of games that you wouldn't have thought after five or six weeks. I think everybody's going to overreact when they almost lose to Wyoming, and I think they're going to come out and play with their hair on fire Mm -hmm. and get it done against Oregon. I think they're going to pick off the Ducks in Lubbock. Is there a line? Is there a line on that one yet? It was, I believe – Three. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, but I think either way, I think we could get a better uh, price if we wait and see what happens. Look I ahead, agree with that. Look ahead lot. There is no look ahead line. I swear there was. Oh, yeah, three. Yep. So I love the points there. I mean, I love the money line, but I mean. Yeah, is it three for eight. Oregon? It's, yeah, Oregon minus three. Oh, well, home dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was going to say three is not enough to go with the points, but you would be looking for that number to either go up or bet the money line anyways. So yeah, maybe wait on that one a little bit. No doubt. I think we can wait. Every public overreacts to the first week. I don't know who Oregon's got the first week, but I assume that it's a cupcake because they got at Texas tech on deck. Yeah, maybe we can get five and a half or six or something like that. No doubt. Yep. So uh, we got him at two and O composite, even though uh, you guys both have that one and one, I've been the tiebreaker. So guns up two and O baby. Uh, Tarleton State is coming to town. They're going to blow them out, right, guys? Yep, Troy did it best. This the is double a, gun for the double, w. w. Double gun W. So 3-0, and going to Morgantown. Interesting spot because West Virginia is coming off the pick game. Rush, give me your preview of their they've – been, they've had the Mountaineers number here recently. Yeah, the unfortunate thing is they don't have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, and we do a lot better when Patrick Mahomes is playing for <laughs> Texas Tech than we do with anyone else. So I'm actually giving this as a win to Texas Tech. Well, don't get me wrong, would love for WU to win this game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is not at quarterback, and we can't beat him. So 
they um they kind of get this road trip to Morgantown in the best spot they could ask for right after that pit game. And especially with us kind of previewing that we think West Virginia can win that pit game. They're going to be out of couches to burn. They're not going to have anything left. They can't, I mean, Morgantown's in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. You can't get couches there. It's going to take weeks to get new couches. And because (laughs) of that, I think, uh, I think the red Raiders sneak out of here. I do think it'll be a closer game than, I mean, it might even be a field goal game here, but I think they sneak out. So that means composite four and zero. But Red Raider fans, you're going down on on uh, Saturday the twenty third. This is the game where everybody's going to realize West Virginia is a lot better than what the preseason is telling them. So I, I always have three and one, but composite four and zero with how we've done these. Moving on, four and zero, taking Houston, taking on the Houston Cougars. Dana Hogerson, former. Uh, Texas Tech coordinator himself. He had plenty of ties to Coach Leach. We got a win here and look back in Lubbock. Hey, this is the uh, what is it, Donovan Smith revenge game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this so, is the Donovan Smith revenge yeah, game. Yeah, so hey, I think there's something to be played here. I think this game's actually closer than people think, but I do. I, I think Texas Tech wins this game. And wait, Ryan, didn't we have Troy? You had Texas Tech winning last game. Yeah, composite four and oh. Composite four no. That's yeah. But all three composite of us always three throws. Of, yeah. Three of one. You had him drop in the Wyoming game. Troy had Oregon. I had West Virginia. All right, we're good. The composite always throws yeah. me for a spin. I think um I think this one screams points here. The play is gonna have to be Houston points. I don't I don't think I can give Houston the win but I could see a world where Dana plays them about as close as you possibly can. And they, they just kind of slip up at the end. So I'm going with Texas tech here. I, uh, I do see a world where they're looking at that, that next they're going to McLean and playing Baylor. So maybe this is a slip up spot. Uh, I definitely think there's a play here and it just, it just screams points to me. I, I'm with you. We're taking the point. We're we're taking the points here. I mm-hmm. this has got that Big Twelve shit show game back and forth, 42-40, and somebody whoever it's got the ball last. Donovan Smith revenge game. Uh, we'll take Chuck here to get it done. So we got him five and zero, oh, um, and then they got to go to Wacko Waco, and they got absolutely annihilated last year in Lubbock. So is this a revenge game against his former boss Dave Aranda? Yeah, and I, I talked about this on the Baylor preview, is I think Baylor's undefeated to this point, and they have the bye week on the next end of this game. And it just this is the game that kind of catches up to them. They escape out of Central Florida. They lose to Texas Tech, and actually both teams are, what would they be, 5-1 and one at this point? I guess what helps Texas Tech is their loss to a non-con in terms of big 12 standings, but that non-con also might be Wyoming. So take how you want that. But I, I think they, I think they go to Waco and, and pull off a win here. So the chestnut horse beats the dark horse. Ah, but, but that, that may just be the first round, my friend. True. I, um, I think this is, I think this is a big showcase game for Baylor. I think um, at this point, both of this, these teams, I mean, this, because of what we have them compositely and because of what we did with Baylor, I think this is obviously going to be a night national TV game. No doubt. Oh yeah. Uh, I just got Baylor winning because it's in Wacko. Um, you know, weird shit goes down there and 
they're gonna have the boats pulled up with all the lights on and playing that uh alternative christian rock and getting real fired up on dr pepper um so yeah great creed halftime game as well oh, we yeah, about this, creed. Could, this could definitely be a creed halftime show they should just play every week at a random big 12 stadium oh that'd be awesome yeah creed, no. right creed every week this uh i got I, i'm sick of no benedict in here for me either we all stayed what we predicted i got i got uh i got wacko waco pulling it out i think it's a wild game We'll take Baylor to get it done by three. So composite, we finally have a loss, five and one. Interested to see what you got here, Rush. This because they got K State rolling into town, and I was just checking close game last year in Manhattan. Do you have the K State Wildcats going into Lubbock and getting a win? Or are you riding the Red Raiders? I am riding the Kansas State Wildcats. Um, I think Texas Tech. They eventually need to lose in the Big Twelve. This seems kind of like that spot to do so. Uh, Texas Tech also has to go to Provo next week. I'm not saying it's necessarily a look-ahead spot, but hey, back to the mountains. You know, I mean, I mean that's three really tough places to play at. Uh, BYU, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, we're here with this week, as I do think Kansas State goes into Lubbock and pulls out a win here. Yeah, I think Kansas State is a step better almost pretty much in in every aspect of the football game than Texas Tech is. I wouldn't be surprised to see Texas Tech, you know, sneak one out because they're playing at home. But I've got to give this one almost like a 65 or 70 percent win chance to Kansas State. I, I just think that, again, the real class of the conference still is your conference champions from last year. So. And and if we're talking about kind of like chunking this, like I know we're going game by game, but. I think they go one and one in the Baylor Kansas State. That that'll to me that's a one and one split. Yeah, that that's why I got them bouncing back here. I think they're going to get this done. I think they got this one circle, but it's going to be a game. I think this is going to be another one possession game. Like it's kind of our theme on all these episodes. So composite five and two. I think all of us do have them at five and two in our breakdowns. Correct. Yeah. So so we're even headed into BYU and. Duh, man, this is a tough spot, man. It's a very got, tough I'm spot. At, yeah, I'm at got, four. I'm at four and three too. By the way, you're at, oh, you're at four and three. Because I had them losing both Baylor and K State. You did true, yeah, and then Oregon. So mm, they got BYU sandwiched in between K State and TCU home games. This is a tough spot. Yeah, it's a tough spot. Um, so obviously, being kind of on the podcast, the, the BYU fan growing up in Provo. Well, not growing up, but at least being born there. Spent seven years out in good old Utah. Um, I said on this one, the BYU preview I did with Colby, the BYU preview we did here. Um, I don't think it's the sandwich spot first. Let me address that, Ryan, that you think it is because there is the bye week following. Um, and then they play that Thursday night game with Texas Tech. Excuse me, with TCU. TCU versus Texas Tech. I think they actually go into Provo and get this win. I, but I don't think it's one of those wins for some reason, 31 to 28 sticks in my head. And I think it's one of those ridiculous things where BYU leads every, every stat except like the final score at the end. And they might lead, it might be one of those where they lead the whole game, except the final score. Um, I, I could see it being like 28, 28 BYU, you know, doing something stupid fumbling. And then with that thin air out in Provo, Texas tech, you know, kicking the game winning field goal, but I haven't beaten BYU. I think that this is kind of the spot where things start to turn back on the upward trend for Texas Tech for the rest of the year. I think 
the fact that they've already gone to Wyoming and to West Virginia really helps with how difficult it is to go to Provo. And because of that, I could definitely see, you know, that one score sneak out of there probably didn't deserve to win it, but just a little bit more prepared to be in that away spot than Mm -hmm. some of the other teams coming to Provo will be. And yeah, I've just got, I've got TCU really turning it around here at the end of the year and, and beating BYU and getting ready in a bye week to go through that last four. Oh man, I, this game's tough. I forget what I did on the BYU. I'm going to take the Cougs because I, I had them beating K-State a little bit of an emotional letdown. Um, I think, I think these teams are going to struggle going out to Provo. Their they first will. Year, so I'm a composite though. We got to win and we got them at what? Six and two headed into the bye last four games headed into the month of November. We just did the TCU Horn Frogs uh, preview, and we gave that one to Texas Tech. I'm checking my notes. We did. Yes, we gave this one to Texas Tech. Great Thursday oh, night game. Fantastic awesome Thursday, Thursday, November second. FS1 Spotlight. Jones AT and T, not Jerry World. Uh, that's a side joke, by the way, for everybody listening. Go listen to the main guys. They couldn't tell the difference between Jerry World and Joe JT&T. There is a Joe JT&T in Lubbock as well, not just Dallas. Um, why are you on the Red Raiders here against the Horn Frog Thrush? Uh, I just I think TCU is is that team this year where I'm not saying they they you know six one possession wins last year. I'm not saying they totally mirror it and you know they lose six one possession games, but I do think you know they come back to the pack a little bit. Had them going seven and five. And I, th- I think Texas Tech gets revenge from last year on this game. It was, that was a close game last year. We brought it up. Now Texas Tech will have, um, you know, obviously asterisk injury, but there, there shouldn't be any injuries. So I, I just – I have them winning this. I, I think this is when the tides start turning. As, as Troy said, um, that BYU game is kind of where things start to trend back up for them. Like, like I said, I think BYU should win that game, but they're not. And when you kind of get those – uh, what was it last year? The game Baylor TCU last year, when you kind of get those, Hey, we should have, that shows the teams that are truly great or at least very good. Um, and I, I think they take that momentum, especially after the bye week and, and beat TCU. Yeah. Just this one being in early November in Lubbock is, is what would scare me for TCU. I, um, I think tech is going to be a little bit more prepared for that, that situation than TCU will be. And Again, it just seems like it could be another game where maybe they don't lead in all the statistics or anything like that, and they just sneak out of there with a four-point win or something like that. But uh, having the bye week before TCU here is is another reason why I'm leaning Red Raiders, and uh, yeah. this might be one of the ones that I'm thinking about putting the like the season the preseason lock pick on. I think this is a game that Texas Tech is going to win ten times out of ten. And to I be agree. fair, TCU does have a bye week before. They both have bye weeks before yeah. this, but I mean, it's for everything. You like you like the home team coming off the bye more than mm-hmm. the road team. I Absolutely. agree. Yep. Uh, yep. So we got them at seven and two, headed down the stretch. Got to go to Lawrence here. Mm. This is a game right here, field goal game as well. Could be. I, I'm just not as high on Kansas as, as everyone else is. I need to see him do it again yeah, for the a best second quarterback season. in the league. Uh, as of now, 
I mean, let's we talk about you know the AP poll and all this pre-awards before the season starts. Let's actually see how the season plays out. They definitely have the highest, you know, ceiling quarterback in the league. We'll see if he plays up to that. But I don't think Kansas offers you that home field advantage that like these other stadiums do. I mean, we were joking about them taking out the track in, you know, 2014 and us getting that wrong. But I mean, maybe you start getting some of those Jayhawk basketball game got, you know, the basketball team guys over and start going, getting it roaring. But still, I just, I'm not as high on Kansas. So I, I, I don't see it as a true home game as everyone else sees the rest of these big 12 home games. So I'm going Texas tech. And I'm, I'm kind of the exact opposite. Like I am really high, but I'm also high on Kansas. Uh, I think, (laughs) I think the, the quarterback difference here is really going to show, even if it's a close game, I think, uh, you know, Shug throws a, throws an interception or something at a very poor time. And Jalen Daniels, make some stupid scramble play on a dump off throw, miss a tackle. And now, you know, you pick up a 40 yard chunk and Kansas ends up winning. Um, I'm not going to Benedict myself. I had Kansas in the Kansas preview. I uh, I'm going to stick with Kansas here, but it's, there's definitely something to say about Lawrence, not truly bringing that home field advantage. Uh, I hope by this time in the season, if they're playing as good as they, as, as, as I was predicting them to in the, the preview that, it'll get a little fired up, but definitely, definitely could be an easy spot for Texas tech to sneak one out. I think we, we both took the Jayhawks. I'm sticking with it. Best player on the field here. It's uh, one of his last home games in Lawrence. I, I, they, they were in that game last year in Lubbock and Jalen Daniels didn't play. So we've seen this uh, difference when Jalen Daniels is not on the field versus when he's not. So I'll give it a loss as well. So compositely, that gets us to 7-3 going into the final two games. The UCF, very, very Golden Knights. Interesting senior spot here for uh, the Red Raiders here. Rush, what's your take on this game? This is a weird game, actually. Yeah, it's and and thank, at least for Texas Tech's standpoint, thank goodness it's in Lubbock because I don't know if I'd have the same result. Um, I think by this time in the season, UCF is a little deflated. Um, I think, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think UCF is going to surprise some folks. I think they're going to be a great spoiler. I think they're going to be in great upset spots. We talked about UCF on, you know, their preview that, Hey, they might be, give it a couple years, the team in Florida, especially now that they're in a power, well, I guess power four conference. Um, but not this game. I, I think Texas tech senior night keeps, keeps riding this thing out to, to Texas, um, the following game. So I got a win here for Texas tech. I think I'm stuck in a uh, benedictable position here because (laughs) I went with UCF in the UCF preview. Uh, I think, again, there might be a little bit of a a, a bit more of an upside at quarterback for John Rice Plumley compared to Shuck. But it all I mean, it all comes down to that Oregon game in the beginning of the year. If they can even just hang in there and not lose by a bunch, I think you'll see a little bit more uh, confident play from Shuck. But. I'm going to stick with UCF here, even though it's senior night. I just think Gus Malzahn's got that that it factor at coach and can kind of win some of these games on the road that you look back and you're like, how the fuck did we lose to UCF in that goddamn senior night game? Hmm. I think I, I think we all went to our composite Texas Tech in this game. I'm sticking with it. I think long trip – this is a long trip for UCF, going all the way out to West Texas – 
Hell, outside of BYU, this is the longest trip. Um, I'll well, have Wyoming. Well, yeah, no, I mean in league. I'm okay. talking about for UCF. Gotcha. This is their longest trip. Oh, UCF, yeah. Yeah. So compositely, oh, um, we got them in eight and three headed into this final game. Rush, what do you have them at? I mean, we're all on the over right now for our composite. How about you, Rush? What do you have them at headed into this final game? I have, in Austin. I have two losses. I guess I have them at nine and two. Nine and two. They might be talking playoff. Troy, what do you have? Do you have them seven and four? Six, six and five. Six and five. And then I have them at seven and four. So I need this for the over. <laughs> um, all right, Rush, lead it off. Do they get it done? The final game in Austin. Current look ahead line, 14 points for Texas. Give me a fucking break. What is this nonsense? So, like I said, it's I I think the way this game lines up, winner of this game, I think is being assumed by the Big 12 that is going to the Big 12 championship, the way the TV has it looked at. Um, I'm actually kind of a little surprised I have them at nine and two myself. Uh, I guess it's just the way it kind of played out. Um this this game is is going to be electric. There are so many angles and ways to look at this game. And I mean, hell, we're already doing it here. And, you know, there's still 11, 12 weeks before this game. So I, this game actually kind of makes me speechless. I'm hoping for, for a really good one. Nice Friday night under the lights yeah. in Austin. Uh, I think there'll be a ton of Texas Tech fans there. And I think Texas Tech will win this game. And as of now, play Baylor in the Big 12 championship. I like I it, think, Troy. I think if you're getting 14 points right now, you need to jump on that ASAP because oh, I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to stay at 14 for very long, and it's the last game of the year. Um, I, I have Texas Tech winning this game. I obviously think it's going to be whoever has the ball last. Um, I, I just – Something about if it if even if Texas Tech isn't competing for the conference championship in this game, something about being able to keep Texas out would still yeah. just I mean that's just as sweet for Texas Tech. Yeah, I think though I mean I think the Longhorns get picked off pretty pretty often this year, and I think this is a uh, get the hell out of here game for Texas Tech. So yeah. I'm going with the Red Raiders. Guns up down to Austin on a Friday night and winning that game. It's going to be a happy Thanksgiving for you, Red Raiders, because you're going into Austin one last time and sticking it up their ass. So, yeah, back-to-back years. Last year was electric when they came back and won that game, 37-34. This game is going to be like Black Friday in 2011 when Texas found a way to go into College Station and send the Aggies to the SEC off right in their own, in their mm. own place. It's going to be the same thing. The Red Raiders are going to send the Longhorns to the SEC in old fashion. And I've got them keeping the Longhorns out of the Big 12 title game. Guns up to hit the over, baby. So let's go. So, Russ, you got them 10-2. Troy's yeah. got them at 7-5. And, and I got them at 8-4. and four. I got them on the over in the end. Uh, Rush, is your scenario the ceiling? Or could they go 12-0? No, like I, I think I chose the ceiling here. Um, I, I got a little, you know, hyped up with our with our work with the, the gauchos. gauchos and, into it. You've been yeah, the they did. I, I honestly, you're you're kind of in the middle. I, I think they're more of an eight-win team probably than than a 10-win team. But, hey, you know, I, I predicted it. I'm, I'm sticking with it. 
I do I do like the Texas Tech Baylor Big 12 championship matchup. Um, and kind of like you brought up Troy, where you know, Texas Tech may beat Baylor in the regular season just like TCU beat Kansas State, but hey, you got that rematch. So that, that's the angle I'll at least take here. I think eight games is more reasonable. I'm on all this red around me is getting me aggressive and fired up. So so that's 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 how we got 10 wins out of this. And I, of course, have them losing to Wyoming game one. So, uh, yeah, I know you have 10 and 2 and losing to Wyoming. No, it's, it's ridiculous. But hey, stranger things have happened. That's that's what's good about college football. So, so Rustin, let me ask you this. So, you had their one loss at Waco, correct? No, uh, I had their one loss at uh, Manhattan. Or, excuse me, home against All right, Manhattan. Home. So yeah, would yeah. you lean? We are. Do you like taking Baylor twenty to one or Texas Tech more eleven to one? Or are you going to take them both and hope that you're sitting with two long shots here? Uh, in medium, December medium in shots. But yeah. yeah, no, I, I. That's a great. That's a great question. I'm definitely on the Baylor dark horse. Like I'm taking a Baylor bet. Texas Tech. Let's get a little closer to the season. Actually, I, I think it's you have the same strategy with Wyoming. Texas. Yes, is what happens with Wyoming because that we all least think it's going to be close. And by the time that game comes around and we preview it, I might swing around to the Texas Tech. For some reason, 34, 31 sticks out in my head. But let those odds go down a little bit first before, and especially if they do lose to Wyoming. Hell, they could lose to Wyoming and Oregon and their Big 12. You know, they could still win the Big 12. So I, I think this is there's just a lot at stake here. But I think if there's – I think I'll probably take Baylor at least bet to start this season. I, um, I obviously picked him a little bit closer to the floor and I, I really think the only difference between my seven and five and their floor would be if they happen to lose both Wyoming and Oregon, instead of go one and one in the, that non-con first two games and just end at six and six. But I think, I mean, six wins seems very, very doable for this team. Obviously I, don't have them doing too much better than that. But again, if they, if they can go to Wyoming and beat Oregon at home back to back, then yeah, I think it's way more leaning towards that rush nine win, maybe 10 win area. Yeah. I think what's funny about this, I think Troy literally picked the floor and I picked the ceiling and you're in the middle Ryan where they'll probably end up. I think that's what we, we probably got Texas tech right on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's why the number seven and a half, but I, 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 I'm with you. I think the floor is six and six if things just don't break their way. I don't I don't like the teams, I keep saying it, that have five road games versus five home games. I usually lean to the five home game side. But, I mean, they're going to be well-tested at that non-con, ready for Big 12 play. And I agree with you, Russ. I think the, the ceiling is 10 and two just because of the five uh, five road games. But, man, I'm excited for this this program. This this program needs to be good, just like the Mike Leach days. Now that mm-hmm. Texas, fuck Texas, they're out of here. Oklahoma's out of here. Texas Tech needs to take this program to another level, um, back to the days of Mike Leach. But, um, Rush, tell everybody where to find you before we get out of here, man. At Rambling Rush, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and you can follow the show Ryan and I do, the Ryan and Rush show, uh, for your more West Virginia-focused um, show. It's subscribe to us on YouTube. You can always find me at Troy Tuning on Twitter. Um, I'm at Troy Drinks Miller on Instagram now, but I might have to change that to Troy Drinks Painkiller because I was working on a deal with Walters where they might give me free painkillers to change my Instagram name. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you guys can find me there. I'm I'm extremely active on Twitter. Uh, we should probably get like a Big Twelve College Experience Twitter page going. To be honest, and well, uh, we have that trailer we need to release the like high school what? project we did in Ryan's back. <laughs> yeah, the Red Raiders are featured in that. So yeah, stay oh, stay yeah. tuned. Uh, I'm at Moneyline underscore Mac. Uh, go subscribe to all the channels. The College Football Experience uh colby and pick dundee he's on i think letter t here shortly so that red raider preview will be coming out go check out the big 12 preview on their show as well we get we got more previews coming i think we got three to go those two schools that we won't name that are leaving in the kansas state wildcats um but yeah go check out all the other shows as well the fcs college experience we all come together on the same channel um the at youtube.com slash the college experience good luck everybody have a great weekend next up is uh boomer sooner the oklahoma sooners are on deck so let it ride